Life, whether you like it or not, happens to everyone. We don't get to choose our testimony, but we are called to share the journey. Hi, everybody. I'm BJ Foster, and this is Withholding Nothing, a podcast for the soul. Let's do this thing. How can I say thank you enough to our very special guest this week, Sean and Gina Martin. And I say it that way because Sean and Gina was willing to step into their dark, dark, dark place and allow us to walk into it with them and come out on the other side. You know, mental health is so prevalent, but yes, so not spoken of. And the willingness to step forward in honesty, vulnerability, and truth is huge. So many want to disguise it. We want to hide it away. We want to pretend it doesn't exist because it so reflects other people's opinions of us. And for Sean and Gina to step forward and say, this is my every day, this is my reality, was huge. It showed that they were willing to trust God in their darkest valley so that people like you and like me cannot just be a voyeur into someone else's distress, which I think we are a society geared towards that. Whether it's on social media, whether it's on you know television shows, we like to look at the train wreck of someone else's life. I don't know if it makes us feel better about our own, but it is in our, we, we have that looky-loo, I think is what it's called, that is built into our DNA. But I pray that this week, it took us to a different place. Not just Voyeur, not just looking into the life of Sean and Gina Martin and their struggle with mental health, but looking into our own It was almost like they took a flashlight, turned it on to high beam, and then turned that flashlight into our own lives. Thank you for those who responded, and there were many. Most just simply said, thank you. It's so incredible every week, you know, I look at my comment, I look at my inbox and I get all the comments and there are certain things that stand out for people. And there were certain things here as well. And we're going to talk about it. But the number one passage or phrased phrase that was used was simply, thank you. So Sean and Gina, if you're listening, I'm sure you're listening at some point. Thank you for sharing yourself with the world. Thank you for trusting that God was at work and still is at work in you. Thank you for being willing to be honest. 
about the deep, dark things. You know, something that came up a lot as well was just the impact of hearing both sides of the coin. Someone said, you know, I was really just, my heart was broken as I was listening to Sean share about his day-to-day struggle and how close it would get him to suicide thoughts and then he would come back into the other direction. He said it broke my heart to know that there are brothers and sisters that sit next to me on every Sunday or Monday or Wednesday or Tuesday who are going through this type of turmoil but they're still standing. But then others talked about the response of Gina. It's never an isolated struggle. And that really goes with whatever we're dealing with, whether it's mental health or something else. It is never an isolated struggle. So often we think or we feel that whatever we're dealing with is an isolation We are the only ones going through it. But as we could hear from their testimony, one triggered the other. And one had a powerful impact on the other. Whatever we're dealing with has impact on someone else. People talked about the devastation of all the losses that they went through. When Gina said, we've lost, what, I think two or three homes. The business, just trying to fight to keep the business alive. That resonated with so many. Especially right now during the pandemic. And everyone is standing on uncertain ground. They understood the feeling. They understood the power of that to devastate not just your life, but your mind, your livelihood, who you are, how you feel about yourself. I just kept thinking, when I am weak, then I am strong. When I am weak, then I am strong. I felt this was one of the strongest testimonies I've heard because of their weakness. The one moment that Gina got emotional was when she said and I don't know if you could hear it because it was covered in emotion my daughter struggles with this too it's devastating for us to go through it but even more so to watch our children go through it when I finished this particular interview and actually I have this <laughs> After every interview, I just kind of sit quietly and my husband always comes in and go, what's wrong? <laughs> Nothing's wrong. I'm just taking in the moment. <laughs> I'm always blown away that God, first of all, has graced me with this incredible opportunity and that God is entrusting me with the lives, the testimonies of his children and I just sat quietly for a moment and then I went and I said babe 
we have this treasure in jars of clay. I said, that's what that testimony was. We are simply treasures in jars of clay. He said, what do you mean by that? I said, the Martins were beautiful. They shone through beautifully through jars of clay that has been splintered and broken and shattered in so many places, but God illuminated himself through them. Under siege, under attack, underwater. And I know in the midst of it, we're asking, we're begging, we're pleading with God, remove, take this thorn from my flesh. I'm sure the last thing the Martins want as part of their testimony is all of the hardship and struggle that they've endured and will continue to endure as a family living with mental illnesses. But just as Paul prayed and begged and pleaded, take this thorn from my flesh, what did God say? We all know it. He says, no, my grace is sufficient for you. That's hard. <laughs> you know, you go, God, come on now. <laughs> Can you give me something else? Give me something a little lighter. He's going, nope. This is what I've given you on purpose. That's when it's hard because it makes no sense. When you're struggling, you're at the end of your rope. When you're watching your child struggle, they're at the end of their rope. And you're saying, God, stop it. And he's saying, no. You know, as I was studying this week, (laughs) I came across, I was just looking at, God, the difference between something being buried and something being planted. The process is the same. You dig a hole. You put something in that hole and you throw dirt over it. God, how do we know if we are being buried, which is what we feel. We're like, God, I feel like I have been buried alive. I know that feeling. My whole book came out of feeling buried alive. But the difference is when you bury something, there is no life in it. It's not coming back up. But when God plants us, that seed that is planted has life in it. And out of that comes growth. Everything that we endure God is planting a seed of something in us that is going to resurface if we endure. We have to stop burying ourselves. I know when life got hard for me, and I've shared this before, I basically rolled up in a ball and just went, you know what, God, 
tap, sister tapping out. <laughs> Sisters had enough. I'm tapping out. And then as the world throws dirt on top of you, which is what happens. Then you really decide, you know what? What's the point? I'm tired of fighting. But what I found interesting was that in the dirt in which I laid and in which was being tossed up on me was the living soil, the nutrients of God. So although I laid down, God did not. The God in me did not lay down. I just thought it was interesting because I try to give a title to every one of these lessons. I don't try to come up with them in advance. After I do the testimony, I listen to the testimony interview. I just go back and God gives me a title. And I thought it was interesting that God brought me to Anchored for this particular testimony. You're listening to a couple who have been battered and bruised and tossed like the like the sea but yet they were anchored i cannot tell you how many jewels how many gems they kept dropping throughout and i kept trying to write them down quickly <laughs> but i loved when gina said i think it was gina at the end they both did she said you've got to have life commands and i've never heard it expressed that way what are your life commands? No matter what happens, I won't do this. No matter what comes my way, I won't do that. We have to discover, we need to develop our life commands because that is our anchor, our anchor for our soul. What holds you When everything else around you is falling apart. You know what I realized? Is that I've spent so much of life trying to fight against the storm. When in actuality, I need to be learning how to plant more deeply my anchor. The storms of life will come. And I can push against it and wear myself out. Or I can buckle down and plant myself, anchor myself in the one person that has the power to stop what's coming at me. You know, my my, my son struggles with anxiety. It's one of those things I didn't understand it. As a mom, I'm like, oh my gosh, what is this? I don't get it. I don't get it. But it's real. And it's not for me to get so much as for me to support. I've learned that I've had to become an anchor for the difficult moments. Not become part of the storm coming at him when times are rough. I used to think I don't struggle with this, so I, I, I can't quite understand it. You know, but I've I've come to rephrase that. I think we all struggle with it. <laughs> Honestly, 
mental health affects all of us. All of us. For every ministry firing, my mental health went into a tailspin. For every friendship lost, my mental health went into a tailspin. I had my way of coping with it, and my way of coping may look more normal, for lack of a better term, than someone else's. But the effect of it was powerful, it was devastating, and it led me to burying myself and saying, I've had enough. That was my suicide mission spiritually. It just showed me I am a, I am a reflection of Sean in his moment of God, I, I'm, I, I can't take this anymore. I'm going to give up. My tapping out was the equivalent of his desire to tap out. I have a little guy that I work with, one of my kiddos. And it was interesting because in the beginning, when he first came to me a few months back, he would come into my office and he would rant and rave about how horrible school is. I hate school. Why do we have to do this? Do we ever use algebra? Mrs. Foster, tell me the truth. Do we ever use algebra in life? Why are they putting us through all this? I want to go home. I hate being here. And he would just rant and rave. He's pushing against the waves. And I try to talk to him about, well, you know, <laughs> it's the law for for one. It's school. You have to be here. But why? We never use this. This is dumb. He came into my office last week. And he's been doing it. It's just last week I noticed it. He came in with his pass. His teacher gives him a pass to come in. And he'd come, he put his pass on my desk just to show me it's legit. He'd sit down in the chair and just <sighs> exhale, throw his head back. Why? I said, you're doing great, buddy. And he'd sit there for about five minutes. Then he picks up his pass and go, bye, Mrs. Foster. I'm going to go back to class. That's a weird little thing. I mean, if you listen to what I'm saying, you go, BJ, what does that have to do with anything? What I realized this week was that I, in those moments, I am an anchor for his weary soul. He wanted nothing from me. He just needed to get close to his anchor so that he could re- regenerate He needed to reset, press the reset button inside because turmoil is still going on inside. But he knew enough to know that if I can get close to my anchor, I can start over again. Now we need more than five minutes. And obviously I'm not God. In the lives of my little ones, though, I do believe that God is using me in that way, and I'm humbled. But my point is, are we pushing against the wave? There's a tsunami 
coming at us. And we are fighting against this inevitable flood of water. And God is trying to get us to stop pushing against the water. Stop pushing against the storm. Instead, grab onto me. Let me be the anchor that you need to hold you firmly so that when this passes, and it will pass, you're still standing and you're standing stronger. You know, I shared with someone this week, God revealed it to me and I just shared it with my group of women. I said, you know what? 2020 has been the year of perfect vision. They're like, what? (laughs) I said, 2020 is perfect vision, right? I think God gave us this year, 2020, as the year of perfect vision. The question is, what are you seeing? What has God made clear to you? What are you focusing on? I pray that we can walk out of this year seeing more clearly than we've ever seen before. And I believe God is trying to reveal different things to different people. It's not a one size fit all. What has he revealed to you? Because that is found in the anchor for your soul. We're here to solidify that our God is mighty. We are these jar, these treasures in jars of clay. But it's to show that his all-surpassing power is at work in us. Allow the tsunami to come your way. To not be afraid of it because you are anchored in the one person who can stop the waves, calm the storm. As long as I am anchored, I will survive. But if I'm trying to fight this on my own, it is the same suicide mindset Sean had a term for it. I don't recall what the term was. But it's that same suicidal tendency. When we are trying to fight this alone, that when a brother or sister struggling with mental health is entertaining, I want to live. I want you to live anchored in our God Almighty so that when this storm is over our testimonies reflects the testimony that we heard this week I am hard pressed on every side but I am not crushed I am overwhelmed by life but I am living life and I'm living life to the full. 
Guys, again, as I always say, life happens to everyone. And unfortunately, we do not get to choose our testimony. But whatever our testimonies are, God is calling us to share it with one another. Someone needs to hear your struggle in order to make it through theirs. So whatever you're dealing with, look at it through 2020 vision because in doing so, you will find the hand of God. Thank you, everyone, for listening in. I hope you've been enlightened and encouraged. I want to say thank you to my incredible guest this week and a special thanks to my music man, Mr. David Burnett Graham. Follow me on Instagram, everybody. And until next time, be on the lookout for the hand of God.